welcome to the Deuce Podcast. I'm Brad. And I'm Jeremy. And Jeremy, we are doing episode 115. It's part of our Loose Deuce series. It's part of a... uh, Well, Loose Deuces, what are Loose Deuces, Jeremy? Uh, Well, I was just calling them the Quells because we're looking at like all of the different kinds of... uh, The Quells, yeah. Yeah. Well, because we've talked about... Uh, well, we always talk about sequels, oh. and we've talked about prequels, um, and you know, we talked about spinoffs and all that kind of stuff, yes. so we thought we'd touch on some of these other ones where there's, maybe the examples are not as, uh, you know, uh, prevalent as some other kinds. Yes, perhaps not. Uh, for instance, like sidequels. Yeah. Or paraquels. Yeah, so last week we did a sidequel. Yes. We did uh, split. Well, a couple weeks ago, we did split. A couple, yeah. yeah. Yes, the last episode. <laughs> we did spl- uh, split because it's a side cool of... Right. Of uh, Unbreakable. Right. Yes. Not Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. No. Like I like to say. That, for some reason. That's more of a spinoff of this one. <laughs> but uh, the movie that we're talking about is a little bit difficult to kind of categorize i would say well as far as sequels are concerned or well, what type of right yeah let, let me let's start off by talking about what the intention is with this well, maybe like we what should talk is. about the the movie itself like what our movie is yes yes well so well, well we started off by oh but no but let me no okay, but wait, no but let me no huh no, no. okay no uh, all right okay, but you go okay uh, well, we were aiming to do Paracles today. Right. And so a Paracle is a movie that takes place at the same time as the events of another movie. Uh, so some examples of that uh, are Saw 3 and 4. They have uh, they take place at the same time. Um, also, uh, The Born Ultimatum and Born Legacy. Uh, like the first good portion of those movies, like the first half or more of those movies take place at the same time. Okay. So those are examples of paracles. Mm-hmm. Uh, a movie that's happening at the same time as the first it, movie. Where the events are taking place at the same time as a different movie. As a different movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, there are, a, there's a f- other examples out there though, but they're not as common as, right. um, you know, a lot of other movies. Most of them are kind of set and not like, uh, if they're in the same universe, there's a continuation yeah. or a, a prequel of a story. We went into this movie not knowing, we knew a little bit about it. We didn't know everything about it. We thought, well, this is a good example of what we call a parable, you would say. Yes. So the movie is 10 Cloverfield Lane. And from what we caught and look, when we're gonna, when we're talking about this movie, there's gonna be spoilers ahead, and maybe possible guest spoilers for the third movie, the uh, Cloverfield Paradox. Yes, is for, from what we're concerned, we have not seen the Cloverfield Paradox. Well, uh, obviously, both of us have seen. You've seen Cloverfield, right? Yes, I've seen Cloverfield, and we obviously have now seen Clover, uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. The reason why we're kind of like mm, about this is. This movie, even though they don't tell you what time it's set, doing our research, we found out that this movie is probably set in 2016. Yes. The first movie is set in 2008. Now, if, they, if they're happening at the same moments in time, that can't possibly be because those are two different times. Or right? can it? Or can it? So what we think, and this isn't us not seeing Cloverfield Paradox, is that well, these... Well, before we... What do we... 
talk about that here in a little bit. <gasps> oh, okay. Why don't we talk about that at the end? Suspenseful. We're so, in suspense. So kids. when we went through here, we thought, well, it's not a paracle dang. And then we, the more we looked into it, we realized it is, but it also isn't. Wait, look. Let's not talk about that. We're not. No, let's talk about. Let's talk about you know the No the Phony Podcast this movie, Network. This movie stars John Goodman. Yeah, um, and it also stars Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yes, this has a really small cast. Oh yeah, John uh, Gallagher Jr. from uh, News Radio or uh, Spring Awakening. If you're a Broadway fan, yeah, yeah, not News Radio. Oh, not News Radio. Room. I'm sorry, News Room. Yeah, he was originally going to be Andy Dick's character. In News <laughs> He was twelve uh, at the time. <laughs> Very small budget. This movie had a budget of thirteen to fifteen million. Made one hundred and ten point two million at the box office. Um, rightfully so. There's not a lot of. There's just one set. There's a, what five actors, maybe four actors in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's about four, four or five actors in this movie. Um, and there's really not uh, much going on. In fact. Um, I mean, there is, but there isn't. Mary Winstead, um, what, what's her full name? Mary Elizabeth Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Winstead. I got to give her credit, okay? <laughs> uh, she does not talk until about 10 minutes into the movie. Yes. Which is crazy. A little bit uh, more information about this movie. This is Dan uh, Tasher, Tashenberg's? Trachtenberg. Trachtenberg? Yeah. Uh, I butcher your name, so uh, I do apologize. Uh, this is his, what I want to say his feature debut of a you know major, a big movie. Oh, was say, it really? Short. Yeah, I want to say so. Has to be. This movie was also written by Josh Campbell, uh, Matt Sturking, and uh, Damien Chazelle. Damien Chazelle, that's right. Oh. La La Land's own Damien Chazelle. I, uh, I had I to look that it. up, and I was like, wait a minute, Damien Chazelle. Can, I could see it. You know, with all the the dance scenes, all the dance all. scenes that they did. John Goodman was amazing when he captured her. He was like, "Gonna capture you!" All right. <laughs> Do we have somewhat of a plop synopsis before we continue? Yes. Mm-hmm. After getting in a car accident, a woman is held in a shelter with two men who claim the outside world was affected by a widespread chemical attack. That's it. That's it. That's wonderful. Originally, this movie was entitled The Cellar. Mm-hmm. Or they, Valencia. Or, yes. Trying not to... Uh, they tried to keep it under wraps. Uh, any connection that it might have with uh, Cloverfield. And I think they did a good job even after you watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. Uh, and here's where our, you know, kind of uh conundrum lies you would say correct Jeremy so we are going to spoil this movie and like I said maybe possibly spoil a Cloverfield Paradox with our guesses on what that movie is yes so just be aware that we have not seen the movie if you have seen the movie you know bear with us we have not seen it so if we're getting it all wrong we're getting it all wrong yes it's like a math quiz yeah like a formula yeah you have you know what I mean yeah um so where should we start with this uh, a lot to start with. Yes, there is. Um, first, I think we should start by talking about the No Phony Podcast Network. <laughs> Correct. So the Go No ahead. Phony Podcast Network uh, is the podcast network that we are on, um, the home of independent awesomeness. Uh, we have many different uh, podcasts that are part of that, um, ranging from politics to comedy to music, um, 
the uh, uh, we have just general chat. We have comic books, uh, reading podcasts, and then of course this month, uh, Grave Girls is the uh, they are the featured podcast of the month. Well, there you go, <clears throat> just in time for doing some true whatever. crime stuff. So true crime stuff that you want, indeed. Grave Girl it up. Grave Girl it, it sounded up. terrible. I do apologize, Grave Girls. <laughs> Nothing was meant. I don't harm for that. So let's continue with uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, shall yes, we? we shall. This movie, like I said, starts off with uh, uh, Michelle, Mary uh, Elizabeth Winstead's mm-hmm. character, packing a suitcase. Um, beautiful music, by the way, at the beginning. I yes, it was. I like, I like the music. Right away, we get a, like a stylistic version of what this movie is going to be, right? Yeah. The tension it builds uh, from from the get-go, which yes. I like. Um we don't know what's going on. It's one of those movies where you just kind of fill in the blanks along the way, uh, which again is uh, something that I love that also frustrates some people, but I like it. Um, and uh, like I said, she gets uh, in a car crash and uh, that's the pretty much a cold open for yeah. this movie. And then you, then you see the opening credits and I said, pause it. And I said, I loved that opening. That opening yeah. was amazing. Well, Because it, it sets up everything that yeah. you need to know. So you see her like on the phone. You see her packing yeah. stuff. Um, it, you know, and I don't know if you caught this or not, too. But, like, I get the feeling that there may have been some controlling things at home as well. Right. Uh, she has to open. She opens, like, a drawer that has her stuff in it. She opens it with a screwdriver. Yeah. Um. To get in there, which means like it was locked up. So you're thinking maybe there was some abuse that happened through there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so she That's gets my all. Guess. Yeah, and so she gets all the her stuff. Um, you see, uh, she is on the phone for a minute, but we don't actually hear what she's saying. Mm. Uh, and then you see her leave and like uh, leave her ring on the table or on a box or whatever it is, and takes off. Mm. Um, and she's, it's just very quiet. Like she's driving through the country. It doesn't say anything. You know, something's up. Something's going to happen. Yeah. Even if you don't know them, you know, there's this suspenseful moment. It's like she drives up to a gas station. You don't see anybody else, but there's a truck there. Uh, and she kind of looks creeped out by it. Yeah. You know, but it's gassing up or whatever. And so she drives off. Sure. Um, and uh, she takes off, and uh, not long after that, all of a sudden, the car just gets hit by something. Like, I didn't see what hit it at first. The car? Yeah. Her car? No. Yeah. I, you don't, you it happens so fast. That, that, yeah. Right, because it happens so fast. This is a very uh, much like a puzzle. Yeah. We're putting the pieces together one bit at a time. Yeah, and so yeah, she, good. she bounces around the car, and then the sound cuts, and it's and just black. It says, it says Cloverfield. Cloverfield. It switches. Yeah. With a, it says 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yep. So the so it goes to 10 Cloverfield Lane. So you know something's up. Yeah. And yeah. then you see her like spin and roll and like you see all the her jostling around from right. the inside. And it's intercut with like silences. Right. And Now we, we need to go back because her boyfriend, uh, we assume his name is Ben because of Ben comes up on the uh, caller ID yeah. of her iPhone. Yes. And um, it is voiced by uh, Bradley Cooper. Yes. Yeah. So she's running away from Bradley Cooper. Um, so maybe that's the... Well, no, that was that was the Star is Born, not La La Land. 
<laughs> Sorry, I got confused. All right. <laughs> so there's that. So she wakes up and she's in. A, she doesn't know where she's at. She yeah. knows that you know there's an IV and and, and everything and and that uh, she's in some sort of room that she just can't figure out. Where, yeah, she's know, like where she's chained at. to the bed. Yeah, she's chained to the bed. She's chained. You know, she's got kind of a. She's got kind of a cast that's chained to the wall. Yeah, and whatnot. Um, and so she, uh, basically she is trying to get away and it's really at this point, your standard, like kind of kidnap right. film, you know, trying to get out. You see the, to, you're, you're like, she's, she's been kidnapped. This guy's yeah. an asshole and he's our, he's, he's our bad guy. Right. You've yeah. seen these. Yeah. You know, everything's formulaic right now. Yes. Every, nothing is that. Nothing's new. Yeah. yeah. And he, he tells her that, you know, hey, you need fluids. Right. You've been in an accident. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you uh, I found you on the side of the road. I brought you here. You know, you, you were hurt. So here we are. She's confused. Yeah. She just wants to leave. Because yeah. obviously she wants to leave. This is a creepy, wherever she's at. She assumes she's in some basement or something. Yeah. You know, that's where creepy people tend to kidnap people and put them in. So, who knows? Uh, our guy that kidnaps her and uh, takes her to a bunker is John Goodman. Howard, John Goodman. In what I want to say, probably one of my top five favorite John Goodman roles. Yeah. I really enjoyed him in this. Yeah, a way of of creeping you out and actually making you actually like him at the same time mm -hmm. in a way too. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very sympathetic moments and very creepy moments. Very creepy moments. Um, And I I think this is one of his his better roles, at least in years. No, yeah. I mean, so I say kudos for him. We'll talk a little bit more about about all the performances, but yeah. So then we also meet um, that he um, he's also has um, someone else in there too. We meet um, Emmett. Yeah, Emmett, played by uh, John Gallagher Jr. Not from News Radio, but News Room. Yes, yes, yes. It's just the bitch of living, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> um, so <laughs> and no one's gonna get that reference. That's what's so sad about that. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> So he has a broken arm. He has come to the bunker because, um, you know, uh, he helped build this bunker with with Howard. So he knows about it, and he knew yes. that um, that Howard would be there. So he, you know, came to seek shelter. Howard says that something is going on up there. The air is unbreathable. Yeah. You cannot go up there. He doesn't know whether it's nuclear. We or don't chemical. know what what's been going on, but there's an attack that happened. There's no reason for you to go up there. And she doesn't believe this at all. She thinks this is, is a ploy for basically to keep her grounded and to keep her to stay, right? Yeah. You know, plus like, she's, if, if the abuse thing is there, she's been abused. So she's been lied to a lot in, yes. in her life. So she doesn't know reality from fiction anymore. Because when you're, when you're in a relationship like that, you kind of tend to have a tendency to be all like, well, what's the truth and what's not? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You have a battle and, of that. And at this point, she's really fighting to get out, too. Like, she, he was like, well, you might want to get used to using these because her leg was hurt. Uh, so he gave her some crutches to use. <clears throat> and uh, 
In true MacGyver fashion. Yes. She makes she, a... Well, she takes the, like, the key thing that he gave her to unlock her restraints and uses it to uh, make, like, a spear out of the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the crutch. Ends up attacking... Well, she goes to... She doesn't attack him because he doesn't show up, so she ends up setting fire to something and then, like, luring him there and then goes after him. And it's him. almost like he gives her kind of... I mean, he's pissed, but he kind of gives her the benefit of the doubt because she's he's just like... She hasn't grasped what's been going on. Yes. You know, yet. Uh, I need to let her know. So, you know, he gives us our exposition. And, yep. uh, and so does Emma, in a way, because gives more exposition towards who the Howard character is yes. in a way. That's really the only reason why Emmett's there also for her to have someone to confide in. Yes. It's really the only reason for Emmett to be there. Other than that, Emmett's just kind of a character. Do you I think, I mean? But like also like he, he helps to either confirm or did like break our reality. Right. In a way he's kind of what we have. Yeah. In a way. And so, uh, John Goodman shows her kind of what's been happening outside. So he takes her to the airlock and uh, you see a uh, there's two pigs that are over on the side that are uh, both like dissolving or like, you know, basically rotting dead because so they got attacked by something or they got, you know, he said, yeah, obviously exposure to the air did that. And she thinks, well, that doesn't really tell me anything. Yeah. She also sees the truck. Yes. That and kind of deduces her. that he hit her. Yes. Made made her go, you know, AY it, or whatever. So. Yeah. She's like, no. So we've established our characters, right? We've established that here's here's Howard. Yeah. John Goodman. He's kind of, uh, do we trust him? Do we not trust him? Is he the monster? Yeah. That we, we think he is? Is he not? Is she the hero? Is she, is she, you know, someone that we need to follow? Because, you know, she doesn't really know what's going on. Right. And obviously we know that it's a Cloverfield is in the title, so we know something's going on yes. there. I you know? also, like, at, at the beginning, too, I wasn't even sure if we could trust Emmett. I didn't either. I didn't know if we could. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Like, I was like, can we trust him? Is he just trying to get information for Howard? Yes. I thought, you know what I mean? Like trying yeah. to get her to open up. Like sometimes they like, killers work in pairs and right. stuff like that. Right. One uh, oh, submissive. And it's with it, like yeah. Howard with that, with that aspect. So uh, we'll talk about that, but let's talk about the performances, shall we? Now yeah. that we've established kind of the yes, characters in so. the environment that we're in. Um, as far as John Goodman, because that's what I've talked about. How did you enjoy his performance in this? I really did like his performance. Um, I think because he's got this like he does a really good job of transitioning between like simple farm guy and like rage monster yeah I don't think he's uh, John Goodman can overact sometimes yeah and um, I don't I think this is the the most I've probably seen him restrain himself yeah outside of a Coen Brothers movie do you know what I mean? Uh, and even that, sometimes he can. But I think about him in like in Coen Brothers being over the top too. Think of him as right. That's know, what I day mean. Day in court, right? With uh, Oh Brother Art Thou, where he's uh, right. But I'm, but I'm also thinking about Inside Lewin Davis, where he plays that character, and it's very kind of even though yeah. it's, it's it's eccentric. Yes, it's still controlled in a way. Yeah, Do you yeah, know what I mean? Um, and so I kind of like this Goodman. 
Yeah. Like, I like that, that, that people are letting... Again, it's like, it's, here's this person that's meant for comedy, that yeah. can do a lot more than comedy, um, and is given through kind of the Coen brothers and, 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 and other people, given this opportunity to do more than just what they have known you know, to do yes. before. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Because you're using John Goodman in a way that you should use John Goodman. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there. That's what I have to say about it. Also, yeah. like, very, there was moments where I was really freaked out, even though I know it's John Goodman. Yeah. Because out of this movie, even though we do know Mary Elizabeth Winstead, you know, we know her from, um, what's that movie? Final Destination 3. Final, well, I was thinking. Uh, oh, Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Yeah. yeah. And Sky And High. we sort of know. It, well, you and I know John Like John Goodman is a big face, a big yes. name. Yeah. So he comes on screen. We're like, oh, and that could possibly take you out of reality. Yes. If you want. But I don't think it does in this movie. Also, when he shaved, that freaked me out. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, shit, he shaved. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, no. Well, but a lot business. of stuff changed then, too. Yes. Like that's, yes. That was just creepy in general. That was but, just creepy in general. But, but no, he like he very much... Um, I'm doing this and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I worked doing this for a while, and like he's very like. But you could like, tell he was quiet controlling. Natured. Like he wanted to control yes. his life. He wanted to have control of his life. And here's a person who, who might have been abused, who came out of a situation already where the person was very controlling. Yeah. You know? Well, when there's a the scene when they're at dinner, mm-hmm. the first time they have the dinner together, and he freaks out at Emmett. Well, like when she's just talking to Emmett or whatever, and you see it go to his yeah. hands, and like he isn't like saying anything yet, but he starts doing like a, it starts flexing yeah, there's good his reactions hands. to this. Like he's she knows exactly how to press up his the fist. buttons. Yes, of yes, someone she like does. this. Yep, to get him to be all like, Ugh, and then reach for the keys to yep. try to escape, which is what she does. Uh, but she she doesn't escape, and and and, and instead we get this really intense scene with. This, uh, which is probably one of the most famous scenes, probably of this movie, with the lady going, "Let me in, let me in," kind yeah. of thing. Well, we, like, don't let her in. Yeah, we because at this point she's like, "Oh, this is just." Well, it's also like another character that you know, as yeah. far as we're concerned, we're like, "Oh, this is just kind of a generic family now." All of a sudden, because they're getting along, doing stuff. Well, they, yeah, yeah, and I think that like at this point she's, you know, she's like, I think well. This is before she came back in. Yeah, that's this true. Is when she's like, this is bullshit. She steals his keys when she goads him into coming at her. She steals his keys. And he's like, hey, where are my keys? She hits him in the head with a bottle and runs to get outside again. And that's when the lady's like, you have to let me in. Let me in. And she's like hitting her head yeah. on the airlock. And he's behind her saying, you can't do it. Don't yeah. let her in. Like, she's sick. Look at her. And it's this weird, like... He doesn't sound like he's angry. He sounds like he's scared for her. Like, yeah. you can't, don't do it. Like, yeah. She's going to hurt In all way, of us. I think he is. Yeah. You know, he's like, I don't want this, you know? Yeah. And I have some, I have some of my, uh, my theories of, of John Goodman's character. Okay. Um, because obviously he, he gives a photo of his daughter. Right. Or what she thinks is his daughter. Yeah. And she says, oh, this is my daughter, Megan. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think it's Megan, I think. And um, and and Emmett's like that's not Megan. Well, yeah. So later on, like he when when Mary Elizabeth Winstead comes back in, she's calmer then, and now he seems sweet. Like they do a good job of yeah. that. So he seems sweeter now, just you know, very stodgy and whatever. But he's like, 
talking about how his daughter, like, the mother turned her against him, and, like, they went to Chicago, and, like, blah, blah, blah. And he, like, shows a picture of her, uh, you know, said, oh, she loved Paris. You know, she wanted to be French and all this stuff. And uh, so it was pretty interesting. Like, he seemed like, oh, okay, well, this is, you know, a, a sweeter moment. And, uh, gives her some of Megan's clothes and all that kind of fun stuff. So, um, but yeah, so later on, uh, fix like, uh, the filtrate air filtration system. There's a, something happens. It sounds like, like a helicopter comes overhead. Yeah searching for something and they're like uh oh I know what this is this is well she says that sounds like helicopters oh it, that's not helicopters that could be their helicopters yeah he like said maybe it's not one of ours it's not one of ours well who, who's who could that be that, you know yeah and is an invading yeah. force is it aliens right. who, who, who knows so um yeah so she goes through a crawl space and has yeah. to go and like uh you know re uh, restart the filtration thing yes but in that process she sees like an overhead like window. There's, kind of there's thing. a different entrance, yeah. like a back entrance, and that has uh, the back entrance has um, like a window. A there. window, and she goes Which up is to, locked. Obviously. Yeah, she goes up to look out of it, and she sees like uh, some scratches. She pulls back this like little like the window. Uh, like a little slide hatch right. across the window, and it has from the inside help scratched into it. Uh, and the last end of help is kind of like bloody. Right. And so, like, this, there's reasons why I, this is what I believe. Yeah. You know, this might not be true, but this is what I got from the movie. Is that obviously the picture wasn't Megan. It right. was this girl that had been kidnapped that Emmett knew. Oh, she's been yeah. kidnapped and she was, she had disappeared. Right? right. And no one knew where she was. Brittany. Yeah. I believe that Brittany was kidnapped by Howard. Yeah. Uh, was, uh, was kept down there. I think that he was doing that as a test because I think he knew what was going to happen. Um, and so he had built, or he has a conspiracy theory and he built this bunker, right? Mm-hmm. And then through his job, through the Navy and through everything that he had worked for, the satellite company that we, we had talked, well, we haven't talked about that yet, though. He, um, I think he was privy to some information that he knew and couldn't say. So he, he continued to build the shelter, right? And I think he used Brittany as a test to, to figure out how long he could stay down here and everything and kind of just build that. Um, so I believe that he was being abuse, abusive towards Brittany and he was kidnapping her, but he was using her as a test to figure it, figure it out. That's what I believe. And I believe that that's terrible if that's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think that it has... I don't think it's... I don't think that it is was a part of a test... I think that he went nuts after his wife probably took his daughter and he uh, was basically making her his daughter. Right. Because we see later on, too, when, like, so Mary... Do you think, like, all this just came into coincidence? Do you think he, he just... He was serially collecting 
people and then putting him down in the bunker and, and telling him not to leave. I think it was just one gal. I just think it was one gal too. I think it was yeah. a Britney girl. Yes. Oh. Um, I think it was Britney. And, and we know that uh, Emmett, because Emmett was like, yeah, she was in my class. Yeah. Well, she, uh, he's not, like, he's not that young. Like, he's, he's past college age. Right. And so, uh, like, Britney's been gone for a while. And so, uh, she is, uh, we even see, like, she's wearing in this one picture the same Jotem shirt that, like, he gave to uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, I think that what happened was he kidnapped somebody to basically be his daughter so that they, he could, would have that right, family. But in the process, I think that he also was kind of testing the bunker as well. That's oh, what I'm, I'm saying. Sure. I'm you sure. Know what I mean, yeah. To make sure that everything was copacetic. Yeah. So I think it just was kind of, kind of killing two birds with one stone. I know yeah. it's a terrible thing to, to say about someone who's kidnapping yeah. a person, but I'm well, just saying. And, um, and then I think this was all just coincidence too, as yes. far as what was going on. Well, I, th- I think he was a conspiracy theorist anyway, but I right. think he was using that. Like, I don't think that he knew aliens were coming or anything, but I think he knew something was coming. I think he just was crazy. I okay. think he's just a doomsday prepper. Okay. Um, because there's a lot of preparation he had. Like yeah, a ton. but that's how those doomsday preppers are, though. Okay, I'm just saying. No, they are. They are okay. crazy. Anyway, um, so I think like the the thing that points to me is evidence the fact that like I don't think it was he was doing anything sexual. I don't think it was. Like, no, I don't like think so that. either. I think it was daughter. Yes. like related. Like and the he wanted th- his daughter back. And, I and think the, the reason I think that is because there's a scene where they're doing some sort of I don't know like Pictionary but not drawing right. or like charades but without acting or whatever mm-hmm. it was. But they are. The word was, or the it was a book, Little Women, mm-hmm. and uh, he said he got little, and uh, then he said what she is, you know, what Michelle right. is, and he was like, girl, princess, you know, girl, child, all these childish things, yes, and not and necessarily he's like, adult things, yeah, he was like, yeah. women, yeah, I'm like, oh, you should be more specific. Now let's talk about. Um, can we talk about John Gallagher Jr. Just yeah. to you know, I, I talked to him briefly. Um, yeah, this is an okay character. It's and and he he plays it fine. Mm-hmm. He, he does the job well, right? Yeah. It's also like mm, anyone really could have played this role. It's nothing yes. like spectacular about it. Having said that, like what what John Gallagher Jr. does is is great. Yes, I like what he does. Again, I I was with you. I didn't quite know if he was with Howard or without Howard. Yes, but I'm glad that they didn't do that. And then when he gets spoiler, when he gets killed at the end, it's pretty shocking because he just shoots him. Yeah, you know, after showing this batch of acid that he has. So what what starts us off is that same game that they were playing. They they planned a while ago that they're going to get out in the back way. Uh, one person's going to escape. Uh, she's going to get a... They're going to take his gun, tie him up. One person's going to escape and look for survivors uh, and then bring help. And uh, he, they're making, out of a shower curtain, they're making uh, like a hazmat suit. Uh, and she wanted to be a designer, so she's putting it together. And then they're playing the game and... Uh, the the clue he goes 
he's talking to Emmett. I know what you do all the time. I know what you're doing. Yeah. I see you all the time. I know what you're up to. This and this. And he keeps saying it. And Emmett's like, what are you talking about? And like starts freaking out. Yeah. And then uh, she says something about like, I know when he goes, I know when you've been bad. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead's like, Santa Claus. Like, you know, he was just like, she yeah. jumps in. And I think that's kind of the catalyst for like, wait, something's going on because they were acting weird. Yeah. So he brings this vat of acid out uh, and he's like, uh, you know, what's going on? And uh, he, they, you know, he said he's going to, he dissolves some of their stuff uh, that they were using because he went and searched for whatever. So then he says, uh, it's scissors and uh a, a knife. Yeah, and the box cutter and stuff like that to make the the outfit. Which I'm just like, tell them that you're just making clothes. <laughs> like, you're doing a collage because you just yeah. want to like, you know, have, uh, have something bright on the wall. Yeah, like, whatever. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. But so Emmett says that Emmett jumps in and tries to be heroic and says it's all him. He did it. They were going to try to get his gun. But he just wanted to seem powerful like him. Like he wanted to be respected just like how Michelle respects Howard and like this thing kind of stroking, stoking his ego. And he's like, I'm really sorry. And he goes, Oh, I accept your apology. And then just shoots Emmett. No, I was like, what the, yeah. And so he's like, well, you better get out of here. Go he, to your he room. He said the wrong thing. I think it's because yeah. he wanted to have Michelle respect him like he did. Yeah. Because there's no possible way he could, because you don't, you've never had a daughter. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you don't know what it's like. Yeah. So, obviously, that was bullshit. Well, also, like, you almost get this, like, when you know it's not necessarily, like, a sexual thing, it's almost like a right. uh, like a dad who's getting mad at whoever's daughter is dating. Right. It's, like, that amped up to 100. Right. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. And right. so, yeah. Um, he goes, uh, he's like, go to your room, and I'm going to take care of this. Yeah. It's going to be pretty nasty. And so, he... He ends up uh, taking care of it sure. and then goes to get her. But that's when he shaved, clean shaven and in like a dress Freaked shirt. Freaked me out. I went, did he just shave? Yeah. Or and brings her ice cream and like all this stuff. He was like, Megan likes it in a bowl. <laughs> so he gives her the bowl. Gross. Which also is like when people shave, it's very like an abusive thing. Like maybe he'd been abused too because they don't like to have hair on them themselves. I don't know. That could be possibly too that... That Howard himself was abused when he was younger and didn't want that Maybe. to happen to to children, perhaps. Don't know. Just making that shit up. All right. Yeah. Let's go to Mary, Win- <laughs> uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mary Elizabeth uh, Winstead. I like her. I love her. You're on and off about her, I think. I, I like her for the most part. I think she's wonderful in this movie. Yeah. I And I like her in a lot of stuff. Um I don't really I think, think she I was, was amazing in Fargo. Like she was just outstanding in Fargo season three. Yes, she was, and I liked her in Scott Pilgrim. I really mm-hmm. liked her. I, my favorite role is probably her in Sky High. Um, the uh, I thought she was really good. She has, in that. A, she has a way of like. There's these actors that have that don't say a lot. Oh, she was also uh, Bruce Willis's daughter in Live Free or Die Hard. She's uh, uh, Lucy. So there's McLean. these actors, before you told me that, pointless information, there's these actors that have, I'm just saying, live free and die hard, really? We're going there? Why not? We're going there. Um, that that They don't have a lot of dialogue a lot of times. 
Yeah. Like Harrison Ford reminds me of that. You know, there's not like these big monologues that they give. Yes. But the way that they interact with people and the way that they interact with the situations, their inner dialogue is so well done. Yeah. I think she's one of those people that just, you kind of feel what she's thinking in those moments, in, in the scenes that she's in. And I think that that steals a movie for me more than even like a bigger production of a, of a portrayal of, of you know what I mean? Because yeah. obviously John Goodman's going to steal this movie, right? Right. I don't think so. I think she holds her own to John Goodman oh, yeah. in this movie. Oh, yeah. Flat out. No, you know I never I mean? feel like... Um, like, it's interesting. She talks about this thing where... Um, she has this thing where she says, uh, I, you know... Emmett says he feels guilty for basically throwing college... Like basically saying, like I, I didn't go because I was scared, and she was like, "Well, I regret. I saw some kid getting abused, and when I was growing up, I had gotten abused, right? You know, and I had this opportunity to help this little girl, and I ran away. Mm-hmm. I do what I always do. I ran away. Well, you ran away, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, but like the whole thing." Like, I don't see where she's running away or shrinking or whatever. Like, she's always, like, she takes moments to reflect, but then, like, comes out swinging. I think she's calculated on the swings. Yeah. she has to be. Yes. Someone, you know, again, um, to, in the same lands of a split. I was going to say, she reminds me of of her and split. Yeah. Where, like... She is calculated in the way she does. She just doesn't go out and, like, I'm just going to try to get out of this situation by punching. Yes. You know what I mean? She's very meticulous in how she plans. You know, she's like, we're going to do it this way. And then you don't even see the drawing until later on. And then they're building this, uh, you know, hazmat suit in a way. Yes. So it's like, I like that. And I like that in the character. And I like that. And I feel like in terms of it's a survivor in a way. Mm-hmm. So this movie is is a lot and a little bit about split too, but like I think Cloverfield the uh, Tim Cloverfield Lane is about abuse in a way and and, yeah. and about how people control other people, manipulate other people. Yeah. You know, and her her in turns kind of manipulated Emmett in a way to try to get him to get her the things that she wanted and vice versa and Howard and and everyone kind of yeah. kind of did. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, when they're confined in that one small bunker, you kind of just, uh, you know, go with the punches, I guess. So yeah. uh, that's the way it is. Uh, but, the, but the end of this movie we need to talk about. Yeah. Shall we? Because this is where things get a little bit. Right. Well, she she manages to get away from Howard. Right. She uh, he sees the stuff in her room like because she's right. trying to hide the mask. And he sees part of the outfit, tells her to get up. Uh, she grabs it and runs and uh, locks him in the room. And when she does that, she, she takes off. She thinks she's got, you know, the time. So she runs and grabs his, like, little can of Freon from the uh, from his room. Uh, and, of course, we get to see Emmett eating away in a bath of acid mm-hmm. in the meantime. Which is, yeah, which is great. Um, but then sees... Uh, she uh, she grabs it, but Howard shows up. He manages to get out, and uh, she ends up uh, dumping the acid on the ground, 
and he like falls into it and so of course it's eating away at him some she gets out of there like basically swings through the doorway uh, avoids the acid and goes running and it sets off of like the stuff starts on fire too uh so she's getting away she's trying to uh get into the vents to escape and uh he or she goes and gets the stuff he's coming after her uh and he's like kind of melty face she dumps the shelf on him okay yeah gets yeah. over it gets into the vents and like this is all pretty intense like yeah. and so she's going through the vents to escape like the way she went through before to do the you know system mm-hmm. he's like stabbing into the vents as she goes um and she gets to the end he grabs a hold of her she breaks his arm and basically just gets out of there uh so she gets all suited up and goes outside and uh you see some stuff in the background that says like caution flammable or explosive and so she gets outside uh she's walking away at one point she rips open her suit accidentally which is outside reaching yeah. into his truck yeah and she freaks out and tapes it up well when she takes her because she's she's like i see birds well yeah she sees birds then and so she's like oh well there's, there's nothing wrong with it yeah it, so she takes the mask maybe off it's, this has been all just a fake thing you know to get me to you know yeah to kill me for a serial killer you know yeah so she takes her her mask off and she's yep. like oh and she hears like birds in the background yeah. and stuff and so she's like oh everything's fine and then of course everything's not fine yeah she gets on top of the truck and then she realizes she it looks like a helicopter so she's like oh my god a helicopter yeah right so then uh doesn't the 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 bunker explode yes and then that causes the helicopter to move forward when it's not a helicopter it looks like a really creepy spaceship that's yeah. coming her way. Yes. Oh shit! And she goes, "You Howard was me. right the whole fucking time. Yeah, that's you the gotta thing. be kidding me." Yeah. <laughs> so she. That was my favorite. She's like, "You gotta be kidding me," meaning that he was right. Yeah. The whole time. Um, having said that, like, even though he is right, yes, should she is have has escaped then? I mean, well, but it's an interesting thought it because, is an like, thought. I was like. So my thought, like, so if it had, she gotten out and it hadn't exploded. Right. Were you going to just go back to them? Right. Or like, what were you going to do? Right. Exactly. So like, it's this weird thing about like, do you accept that your fate there because you don't want it to be outside or right. do you accept your fate out here? Cause right. Of, Even though it wasn't, didn't explode. Like, yeah. Let's say it didn't explode. Like, yeah. do you, you know, you know what I mean? You, yeah. You accept it there. You don't leave, you know? Yeah. Because obviously he was telling the truth, you know? Even though uh, Howard's a monster himself, because he is, mm-hmm. but I think he's a monster in his own making. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, and so I don't know. It's like, who do you want to deal with? Do you want to deal with this monster, or do you want to deal with these things you've never yeah. ever experienced in your life? Yeah, you know these aliens. She can understand Howard because she's been through situations like yes. that. She's been abused. Yeah, or or, or might we been. presume? Yeah, she has not dealt with aliens coming at her. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she runs and she tries to get into this car uh, it and off. sets off the alarm uh, and ends up running into this barn yeah. where she's like, she sees a body there, realizes that these alien things come out and are trying to like, uh, like hit in the car, trying right. to figure out what, how to make it stop. And in a way, this is, this, this part of the movie reminds you of aliens. 
Yes. I mean, it does. Yeah. She's like Sigourney Weaver. Like War of the Worlds, too. Yeah, kind of in a way. The, the updated one. Yeah. No, I've never seen that. You know that? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think John Goodman was in... Was he in that one, too? Well, I don't know. There's there's question. a scene that has some very similar moments. Okay. Uh, where they're all, like, downstairs trying yeah. to be quiet. And she, so. like, she gets... She's in the truck, and then one of the big aliens, like, in the spaceship, like, picks her up, right? Well, first she... Uh, she manages to set the alarm, like turn off the alarm, which the alien goes and looks at it. Yeah. When she uh, starts running towards his house and like the alien is chasing her and uh, she goes to the house where there's lights on and she's like calling out to it. But what you realize is it's just a ship behind the house and you can see the lights through it. So once it comes up, it starts spraying gas probably the same gas that mm-hmm. killed yeah. everything. Yeah. And so she's running from it, gets her suit on. Uh, the alien ends up like, I think he ends up getting blown up. Yes. It's, yeah. And, uh, she has some whiskey or something in the, truck. well, she, she gets inside the truck. Yeah. And so he's on top of that. The ship comes by and picks it up. And, uh, well, she's going up and she's just kind of like, sure like this fuck all right so then she finds a lighter she basically makes a molotov cocktail throws it in the little mouth that's on the ship blows it up and you know it's time for her to get away then right and so it's like all this crazy shit going down she finds the keys and and then she takes the car and she runs yes drives yeah uh, and as she goes, then you hear more of like, as you heard earlier on while she's driving, they were like power outages on the Southern seaboard. Right. Like, you know, basically talking about these things going on now they're saying she's headed to Baton Rouge. They're saying, uh, if you want to be safe, go North to Baton Rouge, stay above North above Baton Rouge. Uh, cause we're holding them off, but like, obviously it's a lot of effort. Right. Um, and then uh, they said, but they're survivors in Houston. Like, help us hold these things off so we can get to them. Right. You know, anybody who's able to. And this is her moment because she's right at the, the junction between going to Houston or going uh, north to Baton Rouge. Yeah. And she sits there for a moment and looks and decides to head towards Houston. And, of course, as she's driving there, you see lightning flash behind this cloud and you can see the shape, the shape of one of those ships in the cloud still. So, uh, we know that, you know, she's going to have a hell of a time there, but yeah, but still. So, uh, and then the credits roll. Yep. She for once didn't run away. She rode into danger to try to save other people. So, so, uh, she learned something and she, you know, do you think that like, um, and you've been deuced by that, by the way, yeah, on deuced. that one. Deuced. Do you think that? Uh, <laughs> um, I don't think that I need to see the movie of her traveling there or no, the movie I don't of her order because I don't think that's the story. I think her story's done. I think the story is her her surviving the bunker and and what she has to go through in order to learn. Like yes. that's the story, right? I agree. And if anyone takes from that. You know that they were doing it correctly. I think you know bullshit. If you if you think this is a terrible movie and you're like, nah, I don't like it because I didn't get to see aliens the whole time. 
well, fuck you. That's not what this story is. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So here's where we um, are kind of like iffy on what this is. Well, because because originally what we had heard, what I had heard, right. I won't what blame I thought you for this, was that both of these ha- happened simultaneously. We're going on at the same time, right? Yeah. I heard that. Because there was, there was such like mystery behind it because up until like the crew and the cast thought the name of this was Valencia. Oh, okay. Wow. Be- because that's what they named it as. They didn't even know. It was on the script. They didn't hear it beforehand that it was Cloverfield. They heard none of that. Really? And they only re- announced it. Uh, Do you think John Goodman and, and her knew, though, Elizabeth? Mm-mm. No, really? No. They didn't announce it until like six weeks before. Something like that. Really? Yeah. They waited till like late. I think they did it during like there was some Benghazi movie that they yeah. did it during. Where all of a sudden it said Cloverfield Lane gotcha. instead of whatever. And they were like, oh, God. Crazy. Yeah. Because they're trying to get, in 2016 to keep that a secret. Yeah. Quite amazing. Yeah. They, they so. had to really stick to their guns on right. that one. So See, here's the thing, though, but because we've never seen the Clover Paradox. And obviously this is not what we thought it was going to be. We thought it was going to be yeah. around the same so, time. So, so I was pissed. You because I, I was just like, we wasted our time watching this. I calmed you down and I said, perhaps this still is because I think and I believe, and again, our audience can correct me if I'm wrong because we have not seen the Clover Paradox. My guess is that these are alternate dimensions. So yeah. Cloverfield, the movie, is in a different dimension than 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yes. And these things that happen through the Clover Paradox, whatever that is, are sparking these things inside different timelines or yes. different universes. So I will I will if tell you. If that's the case, then this is just a alternate dimension paracool. Yes, huh? it is. Well, okay. It's so, almost its own genre. Well, so you remember how I said yes and no? Yes. It was so a, par- yes and no a paracool yes and no. Yeah. So I did read up a little bit as to what's going on in the whole timeline of everything. Right. So... You read up on the Cloverfield Paradox? A little bit. No, why did you do that and not me? Well, I I read up on it a little okay, bit. Okay, well, I just wanted, you know, to be surprised, but whatever. Well, no. So, and I I briefly have told you about this, too. But I, that's what I believe. Yes. And I believe that that's probably correct, but getting to there is in itself then the story of Cloverfield yes. Paradox. So, that might be a reason why people might not have liked that movie. Yes. I don't know. So, well, and the aliens are different. Everything right. is different, right? So, the, the, I think what it is that happens, and I, just from my brief reading of it, was that in this other world where, like, the, par- the paradox happens, sure. they, in their effort to do whatever, they open up, like, rifts in time. That's what I think. So all these monsters are showing up throughout the timeline. Right. So from the perspective of the the Cloverfield paradox, it's a paracool because all these timelines are getting invaded at the same time Correct. from their perspective. Correct. From our perspective, being the viewer in one of these timelines, they look like they're not. They look like they're not. But, but I believe that the Cloverfield paradox is probably the paracool, not like you said. Yes. You know what I mean? Not this. This is not the parable. It's like they're slipping into like these monsters are going into different timelines. Yes. Like you know what I mean. So it's it's more of a so, parable with 
the paradox right. and not a parable with the and other. And the one. reason why I say this is because the fourth one that's rumored supposed to be, you said it's supposed to be in World War Two. World War Two. Well, why the hell? How the hell is it going to be World War Two? Yes. But here's the thing that I actually like about that. Okay. Is the fact that not only can you you can pick up any clover field and start anywhere. Yes. You know because it's true you can. You don't need to necessarily start with Cloverfield. You can start with Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah. You can start with this one, Ten Cloverfield Lane. You can start with the fourth one if you wanted to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because to me they're all kind of going at the same time, but they're not. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can just jump in at any moment, which I kind of like that. Yes. And I think that you can just then go crazy with these and go whatever you want with them. And you can almost be, you can have a steampunk version. You can have this version yeah. where it's a captivity version, which is a thriller. You can have all these different genres mixed in with horror. Like how awesome is that? Yeah, it's very awesome. It's very awesome. Like, why wouldn't you want that? Yes. Like, I think that's amazing. So, and I think it's because we're so used to like the Marvel universe being connected having all this stuff we have to have it connected that these are not necessarily connected but they're only connected through the inner paradox of it yeah through one i think point. that's great yeah. yeah you know what i mean oh no i think it's i think yeah. it's good too so um and you, people can correct me if i'm wrong but i think that that's what it is but let's do our five questions okay yeah. um what was your favorite part of this movie um, there were, like, look, I really did enjoy this movie. Yeah, I enjoyed this movie. Um, because it's a different style. Like, it's again, it's different than the first movie, Cloverfield Lane. And it, for me, Cloverfield isn't even the first movie. Like, if it is, it's more like it is the first movie to be released. It, but to me, timeline, it's not the first movie. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like I said, you can just do anything with these these movies if that's where they're going. And if that's the case, do it. Yes. Because then you can just rewrite everything. And, like, you don't have to, like, you know, you don't have to be bogged down with so much ex- exposition, you know. You can just go with it. Yes. Let's go with the ride. Um, I, did, uh, I did enjoy the first 10 minutes of this movie. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. I thought uh, the performances were great. I thought there's um, the good use of music, especially um, uh, children. Children behave. Yeah, that's what they say when we're together. And there's like another one where it's like I think we're oh like I think we're alone now. Yeah, you know I love that. Um, but really, there's a scene that happens between Emmett and um, uh, Michelle that happens, and they're putting together the puzzle at the end of that. Yeah. And he goes, damn it, we're missing a bunch of puzzle pieces. He's like, yeah, oh, they got to be around here somewhere. But, like, look, there's no eye. Like, this cat only has one eye. Man, I feel bad for this cat. I'm like, oh, well, we just need to figure it out, you know? And I love that because it just, it's meta in a way. Because it's like, at that moment, we're like, oh, shit. What's going to happen now is that she's going to find something else. Like, it's like foreshadowing for me. And it's yeah. a good use of foreshadowing. Yes. It is beating me over the head a little bit with it. But I love that it is, in a way. Yeah. Well, and so, and, and so, like, that scene to me was, I liked. Because it's, she's the cat. Yes. Because there's a cat in a fishbowl. Yes. And the first ten minutes, she doesn't talk. But she spends the entire movie not saying things. Yes. 
because there's so much more we don't know about the if, whether she's abused or not. We yeah. don't know. You know, she says that she wanted to be a designer. Well, what happened? Did you go? To, did you do design? Yeah. Did you, you know, give it up? Did you? What happened? Right. We you know, actually like know more about Howard and Emmett than we really do about her. Yes, and she's our main character. Yeah, very much. So, so. it's like, ugh. I like that. That to me represents the whole movie right there. Yes. So go ahead. But no, I and it's a hole. If you're talking about a paradox or a black hole, it's a hole. It's missing. There's something missing. Yeah. You know, and that could be. You know. Yeah. No, I honestly, she's probably my favorite part of the movie. Um, and not just because, um, I don't know, not just because I like her acting or whatever, but like also because she very much, um, like that character, she is down on times, but like then we don't have like where she suddenly switches to be like, now I'm badass. Like she's no, always she's like, always doubting herself. Yes. Always. And she's always like very protected and whatever. Even when she's close to somebody, she's not so close yeah. to somebody. Like she, you know, like, I don't know. She's just such an interesting character yeah. to me. And I never, probably the closest I never she ever like, got was probably Emmett. Yes. Probably, probably through her whole life. That was probably like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I only, the, uh, I don't ever feel like she's weak or anything like that either. No, but and I also know a, that she's not like yes, you know, yeah, like super powered. Yes, you know but she's mean? also and she's, and she's not cliched. She's mm-hmm. not whatever. Like I think it's a great character, and I think part of that is because of her portrayal, not necessarily because I mean yes, written that way, but I think she portrays it with right. an element of strength. Like I think uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead always has that, right, and. It's interesting, like the like Emmett, you know, factoring him out. When you look at John Goodman, who is this person who is like a very angry character, troubled character, but he's a big guy, like physically imposing. And she like I never get the feeling like she's like weak compared to him or anything like that. No. I'm just like, you know, she's she seems like a character who could go toe to toe. Yeah, and she does. Yeah. In so. acting wise, she does too. So. Oh yeah. Second question. Uh, reboot, continue, or cancel? Keep going. Keep going with this thing as yeah. much as you can, because you can just be so creative with it. Yeah. There's no, it's just endless and boundless, right? Yeah. I say keep going. Yeah. Well, and and so like one of them was a big monster it's, invasion. It's one an of them anthology is anthology in a way. Yeah. One it's of a them was anthology. Yeah. One of them was. Uh, you know, these aliens invading who are more yeah. organized and whatever. Okay. So well, like you could have a kaiju have, movie. Have a film noir. Right. One was a kaiju thing. Yeah. movie. This one was a thriller. Yeah. Kind of in a way. Have a yeah. film noir. Have, have a film a, noir. Yeah. Have a war movie. Yeah. They should have put in that neighborhood watch movie should have been a Cloverfield movie. <laughs> and then have it be a comedy. Just get it out of the way. The one with Paul Rudd? Was the, we no, about? that's oh, that's neighbor. The oh, neighbor. Okay, I'm okay. thinking neighborhood watch is the one with. Uh, um, talking about? Oh god, who was in that? Uh, Vince Vaughn's in it, and Richard Ayoade. I thought and, that, I thought Paul Rudd was in that. Is he? I thought so. No, Maybe I don't think so. Is it Adams? <laughs> the neighborhood watch. I watched. But him. what about you? You said continue with this. Yeah, I think you could do all sorts of stuff with it. Yeah, uh, like a post-apocalyptic world where <laughs> no, uh, no, even it, a comedy. Um, you could even do a horror comedy. I mean, people do horror comedies all the time. You can still do that. 
There's nothing that says that you can't. You can do whatever you you want. You know what I mean? You're yeah. not followed. You're, you don't, you're not stuck. And you're also not stuck with, like, you're not stuck with, um, like, a franchise that's, uh, for instance, Friday the 13th. You're not stuck with Jason being the villain all the time. Yes. You know what I mean? You're not yeah. stuck with the same villain. You're just, cause, and you have all these different types of, uh, say, aliens. And you can just go wild with it. Why wouldn't yeah. you want to continue with it? Oh, no, I agree. What's number three? Uh, number three is does this stand on its own? Yeah. Oh, yes. This stands yeah. on its own. There's nothing that says that you need to. Like I said, you could pick this movie up and be the first one that you watch. Yeah. Why not? The only thing connecting it is that it has Cloverfield in it, and that might piss people off, but I think it's great. Yeah. Well, that's what. Okay, so that's what Friday the Thirteenth was originally intended to be. Really. We that's something I learned. We went through there. So like, the the second movie, obviously, you know, we have this killer in the woods. Well, the the story was supposed to originally be like multiple different urban legends surrounding the date. So yeah. the the linking thing in this anthology was the date, it, but everything else was different from that. Uh-huh. But you know, like I don't know if. I think in the past this might have pissed people off more, but like you see a lot more stuff now with like what is it room? Uh, yeah, what is I it know room? What you're talking about. Like anthology, yeah, series. or number nine or whatever right. it is. I uh, just think this like, is an anthology theories through the movies. Yeah, you now see these anthologies where it's yeah. connected by this very thin like connection point, like the number of a hotel room or right. the number of a building or, or whatever. whatever it is, like. You now see these very thin anthologies where it's like they're standalone stories, but they have some sort of like minuscule interconnectivity. And like, I think there's a lot more acceptance for that now. Yeah, that's true. Versus in the past. And whether this was part of what helped to catalyze that a little bit or not, I don't know. But like, mm-hmm. um, you but know, you like, think I, it stands on its own? I think it stands on its own. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because it's because the movie's allowed to stand just like. Friday the 13th part two should have been, you know, a standalone kind of thing mm-hmm. without the Jason legend in there, but they ended up having to jam that in at the end. Sure. Like it was just supposed to be its own, you know, that's why the camp is not Crystal Lake. That's why things are not the same. It's because sure. it was supposed to be a new story. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. Um, let me see here. So number four, does this make you want to watch the first one? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it makes me want to watch the first one. It makes me want to watch the Paradox movie. Oh, yeah. Even though I heard it's not that great, but why is it not great? Are these people just just saying it's not great because they, they don't like the fact that it's not connected in, in, yes. in the Marvel way? Like, what is it about it? So, yeah, yeah, I'm willing to accept that. I haven't seen Cloverfield in a while. I think Matt Reeves is actually a really good director. I, I've enjoyed his work, so I would go back and watch that. I love Lizzie Kaplan. She's uh, amazing, so she's in that movie. Uh, unfortunately, T.J. Miller is in that movie. I don't like T.J. Miller. Anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I would. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I would too. Like, um, I, I mean, it's been a while, so I wouldn't mind going back through and just watching them like end to end. Yeah. And just knowing more about it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that this is like, I, I don't know. Honestly, I would rather almost do this. 
and I don't get me wrong. I love the Marvel movies. Like, you know me, I'm a mm-hmm. huge comic geek. And so, um, I think the thing that gets me though, is like, there's this beautiful simplicity to this where it's like, there is one connection point and everything just connects to one thing. Right. right. As opposed to, um, here is like this web of interconnectivity where you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, you know, and you yeah. add more threads in there and it's like, wait, wait, wait. And like, so then if something changes yeah. or goes wrong, but then see, you have to undo the whole. See, there's a the thing though, like I think Ryan Murphy is, uh, is guilty of doing this where he just puts too much. Sometimes yeah. he used to put too much in American horror story. Yeah. To where it was like, ah, here comes another plot line. Like, why are we doing this plot line? Why are we starting that in episode eight? You know? Yeah. So I think they, they have something where it's not, it's not chaining them down. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's letting them just do whatever they want. And I think that's such a freedom thing and such a creative thing to do nowadays that you don't get that that often. Yes. You have to like appease to fans and put that in there and then this in here and that in there. You don't need to do any of that in these movies. You just need to have a fun time. Go ahead. Um, so did you say... You said you would? Oh, yeah. Okay. Very much so. Um, and then sum up your experience mm-hmm. in two words. Uh, my two words are Howard's End. Why? I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, Howard's End. <laughs> I was like, wait, is this connected to Howard's End? Um, or Just, um, I don't know, like uh, thriller allegory are my two words. And they don't go together. But it's just like, it's good to, to have another movie where... It, there, there is allegories in it, but they're not forced to you. You're, you're there to work at them, um, and you're thrilled by it in, in the process. I think that, you know, uh, that uh, Jordan Peele has ushered this in with Get Out, um, and has brought that to the forefront again through uh, what Rod uh, uh, Sterling was trying to do with the Twilight Zone in a way. Yeah. And um, I think that there's this new genre that you have now that that uh, or not this new genre, but this rebooted genre that I think is amazing and is 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 uh, keeping people fresh in in what they're doing. And I'm glad. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would put this up there with that where you have this, you know, allegories. And it's not like it's not I don't feel like at any time Hollywood um Said no, we need to do it this way with this movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there wasn't that 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 many like notes. I feel like that this movie got that said like no, we don't yeah. think that she's not being sympathetic or you know what I mean. Yeah. So like uh, I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, my words will be final girl. Yeah, she's a great final girl. Well, because in multiple ways, like she's final girl when it comes to she escapes Howard, she escapes right. the aliens. The alien. She escapes Ben. She escapes maybe, like, herself. I, yeah, she's yeah. and but but something that I think a lot of times like you get these movies where at the end of it, the final girl is like, "Who? Thank God that's over," and they right. ride off into the sunset or right. to safety she goes to or whatever. Roofs and safety, but no. yeah, but I think like she is like you get the perfect piece of her being like, you know what. I can't run from this. Yeah. And so she goes to help. Like she could just right. drive north and be fine, but she's putting herself back into danger. Sure. And quite frankly, she may die before here and there. Like she, you know, she may not even make it to Houston, but she's going to try. Yeah. But, but damn it, she's going to try. Yeah. Which is more than what she came up, came up with to begin yeah. with. 
And if she if her life is over, then it's over. But yeah. she's at least gonna try, try to, to save help somebody. Else. Yeah. yeah. And so like I'm just like wow like you see final girls and stuff and you like sometimes just because they survive we're meant to think they're stronger on the other side but like you actually get the sense that she is stronger on the other side because of it yeah yeah so um you can rent this uh, online for uh uh, 2.99 3.99 if you're lucky and um yeah so uh what else we got going on on Um, uh, our squalls so, uh, so we've done out, uh, yeah, the the quells. Oh, I'm sorry, the quells. <laughs> so we've done our Here was nice side quell, turtle side quell. <laughs> we've done our, uh, we've done our paracool now. Sort of, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, a paracool. It is a paracool. Counting it. I'm gonna counting count. it. Um, the if I need to sleep after trying to figure this out, I'll take my night yeah, quill. Yeah, right. but um, we uh, coming up, we have our. Um, we're going to talk about a midquel. A midquel. Yes. Wow, folks, we're going crazy. We're going midquel. We're going midquel, and then we have an interquel coming inter- up. What? Yeah. What? What do all these terms mean? What do all these terms mean? You'll what find out mean? soon, folks. But until then, you've been deuced.